Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, Out of Five Stars, a weekly bookish podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Jess. I'm the Jess over here in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm the Jess over here in the Pacific Northwest. Each week, we sit down virtually together over the internet, but with a real drink, and we talk about all things books. Today on the show, we are doing a two-parter again. Um, This is part one of Shadow and Bone, the Netflix show. Yes, and Shadow and Bone is based on the Grishaverse novel, Shadow and Bone, published in 2012, and Six of Crows, which came out in 2015. Both of these um, book series are well-loved on Goodreads. They have 3.9 and 4.4, respectively, right now. Yeah, and it's early in the morning, so neither of us are drinking booze. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's derby day, so we are, we're both up ready for the day, but not drinking yet. I think, yeah, yet. not yet. <laughs> um, so I don't believe we have any corrections from last episode, which was really great. I loved last episode. We had our first guest oh, on the yeah. show. First guest, Finley episode. Read reviews with Jess. That was fun. Yeah, I don't think there was any, no, no, no corrections needed. We all did an amazing job. This is very, it was kind of hard to understand when you say, like, you explain it's based on Shadow and Bone, and it's also based on Six of Crows, and Mm -hmm. this one, it's a trilogy, and then the other one is a duology. Yeah. So it's all within the same realm universe but it's different stories and they combined two of them two of the stories into one show series one season so far yes right and they they are talking about making another season so that that's something that's really interesting too um and first things first we'll say here we did not read any of these books Um, oh yes yeah, unfortunately, because now after seeing the show, I'm much more interested. I remember back in 2015 um, when the Six of Crows came out, I was still on Tumblr. Who am I kidding? I still have a Tumblr. <laughs> um, I was on Tumblr, though, you know, Bookler, and everyone was taking pictures of their Six of Crows, and it did look like something I would be interested in, but it was the prequel to something I hadn't read the the shadow and bone so I was like ah, I can't get into that right now and um so I didn't and I just I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot which is also the show thing they say that in the show um, yeah I kind of wish I would have read it now I'm a little bummed and who who cares I can go back and read it because yeah. it yeah. is um I think we're well aware this is the flavor of things that I like but that you like yes exactly yeah so. I I picked the show. Yes, you did. So I picked the show for us to watch because it just looked really good. I'm not a fantasy person, but which I continue to say every single time and I'm slowly get becoming a fantasy You're person. You're like, oh, I'm a fantasy person now. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, and I thought you would really like this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I figured, and last time, the last show that I picked was Firefly Lane and that was a big flop. Um, so no, Bridgerton. To me, you picked Bridgerton too. No, that was, was you. You picked Bridgerton. Oh, did I? Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, you did a great job picking this one out. It, uh, you know, honestly, again, it was like one of those things where I, was, I saw the trailer for it and I was like, 
I guess I I didn't watch I didn't read it so I don't need to watch this or something but then you were like oh we'll watch it for the show so I was like sure so a little background about what the plot is um it's a trope that we are familiar with you know it's a young girl Mm -hmm. who finds out that she has this magical ability that's going to either you know, fix her country, you reunite the government. Um, she's in a love triangle. So, uh, you know, there you go. That's the the basic structure of the story. So if those aren't going to tickle your fancy, then it's not going to tickle your fancy. Um, but it is done in such a way that it, it doesn't remind you of like Harry Potter. Like none of this is going to be like seeming not a copycat of anything you know and I feel like that does happen a lot with adolescent novels where there's you know the the main character our heroine our hero is going to go to some magic school like it's just so hard to stay so far away from Hogwarts but this totally does this it it doesn't even feel Mm -hmm. like it was written on the same planet but when you say it that way when you're like oh she realizes she's magic and she's going to go to a school to learn how to harness her magic you're like okay uh hogwarts much but no totally different universe and the difference here that i really enjoyed was that they they don't call it magic they call it small science yes which is it's you know it's a little bit different terminology to use um one thing that i did like a lot about the show and the way that it, the universe, the shadow and bone universe, I guess, mm-hmm. is that the Grisha they had regular people, they had regular yeah. people and superhuman people, which are called the Grisha. Um, and they intermingled and they worked together. It wasn't like, oh, we don't know them at all. Um, yeah, they're not like mystic. They're not super mysterious. Um, you know, other things. They they're all like living somewhat in the same geographical location. Um, Before we dive into it anymore, I do want to preface because this is a two-parter. Jess and I today are covering episodes one through four, and Mm -hmm. um, we'll make an announcement about the rest of the season afterwards. So right now, we only watched up to episode four, and that is all our knowledge because we did not read the books. So that's all we have right now. Um, So that being said, I'm really digging it. Not only is it like a cocktail of things that I like as far as like the trope, um, you know, a little bit of Russian Slavic like yep. uniqueness, mm-hmm. the costumes are on point, but our main character is a photographer and like I make maps at work too. So it makes me feel loved. <laughs> like, oh, map makers could be heroes, but everyone's like, no, you're not a map maker. <laughs> you're the sun summoner instead. Um, yeah, but I do like how much the map of the world and um, the government structure plays a role. This is um, pretty political, I would say, for a young adult fiction novel. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's made up political, but it's it's got a lot of layers of political government, and then the like Grisha politics, and um, there's a lo- there's racism in this too. Yes, there is. Uh, So essentially, real quick, the map is laid out and we do see the map. Thank God. I love it when they show us the map. And I'm sure the book had like a super dope map in it as well. So in the middle of this area, uh, Mm -hmm. this fictional Russian 
area uh, is this thing called the fold. And it's this dark, mysterious shadow border, um, which again, when I talk about it, I'm like, oh, it kind of sounds like Game of Thrones. But no, it's it's totally unique to its own thing. But there's this fold. The way that I explained it to Chris was um, because it's all one country still, right? The country mm-hmm. is Ravka. It's all one country. And it's kind of like their version, but longer and more deadly of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Right? It just goes mm-hmm. through the middle yeah. of the country and you can't really cross over from one side of the country to the other. You have to go through it. And there's deadly creatures in there flying around called the Volcra. Um, and it's very dark in there. So in in order and there's like this war going on too between the people in the north and the people in the south. And then yep. the west side of the country wants to become a sovereign nation and go like mm-hmm. stop being part of the eastern country. Yeah. Um yeah. You can keep going now. I just wanted to put that Oh, no. I, you, I think, explained it much better than I did, would, uh, <laughs> is there's just a lot going on uh, mm-hmm. in the country, politically, just on a level you mentioned, there's racism between, like, how certain people look. But not only that, there's also folks who are, like, discriminatory against the Grisha because they don't believe – they. I don't know if they don't believe in the science. Obviously, they know that they can do it, but they yeah. don't think it's right. They're like, oh, she's a witch. You're a freak. Or whatever. Yeah. Freak. Um, yeah. So very fascinating. Uh, I think even if you weren't into fantasy novels or fantasy type things, you could get behind this because it does have like elements of like a a Western kind of, you know, mm-hmm. with the six of crows. Um, there's, there's a lot more in the story going on. And I feel like I say this all the time, but it can keep you entertained. And one of the things I think they did a really good job of, and this is just something that I've pulled from like reading interviews and kind of documents about, or documents. Oh my God. I'm in a work mode. Articles. Just reading documents. Articles was <laughs> that, that this show, they're taking bits from both the duology of Six of Crows and the trilogy of uh, Shadow and Bone, Shadow and, and Bone. they're putting it into this. Mm-hmm. So not only you have the story of our heroine, Alina, the Sun Summoner, if that's getting boring for you, if you don't care about her love triangle, there's also the like, you know, there's the fast shooting, knife throwing Six of Crows group who are like really cute and I like them a lot. Um, speaking of them, my favorite character so far. Oh, yeah. Is okay. Jesper. Is in- oh, okay. I was going to say it's either Jesper, Jesper or is- Anish. Anish. Anish, I think it's her name. Anish. No, yeah. Yeah, Anish. No, I love Jesper and he's like a gambler and he's, I guess he's part of the Six of Crows group. Right. Yeah, he's a fast um, shooter. Always a gambler. Bad to a like game of uh cards. Yeah, he's cute. I like him. I like. And him he's a got lot. like when he walks, he's got this like swagger, and I'm like, mm-hmm. he just he's so funny, and he I think he's my favorite character thus far. I'm. I mean, what about you? You, so I about? liked okay here I'll show you my note yes Jasper has a heart next to it I love Jasper I thought the scene Jasper. with Jasper. Jasper the scene with him and the goat 
when um, oh my god yes milo milo really stole the show milo's this goat that they end up getting and he thinks that he has to like use the goat as a sacrifice when they're crossing the fold and yeah the the guy who's bringing him across is like no the goat's for you to pet to calm down and so he's like petting the goat and then it ends up like shooting all the monsters around them um so i thought that was really cute um yeah i jesper is really i i do like him uh, General Kerrigan, though, I mean, sexy dark daddy. He's pretty <laughs> cute. Also, though, Mal is also very cute. I can't decide. So I'm at, like, the, I'm at the point in the love triangle where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Sexy it dark daddy. Okay, who so has, he's got Ken hair vibes, the the General Kerrigan. He, d- he does, like, yeah. The perfect Ken hair. Um, but Mal, super hot Russian boy. Like, Mal gives me vibes. Okay, sorry, I'm gonna talk about Harry Potter, but um, <laughs> do you remember the character who brings uh, Hermione to the ball in uh, yes, Goblet of Fire? Exactly, one hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was his name? Um, oh gosh, started with a K. Yeah, I actually dressed up for, as him for a like viewing so I'm embarrassed that I don't know anyways keep talking I'll look better. so um now that you're saying Hermione Alina is our main character like we've already mentioned um her voice reminds me of what was what's her name Emma Watson oh her voice, yeah like okay. I I'm listening and I'm watching her talk but it, just, it oh reminds me of Emma Emma Watson yes crumb totally reminds me of him Yes. I need to start um, with a K. Well, even the like uh military outfit, like big buff Russian daddy who's like very sweet, but like has the yeah. zero emotion. Um so something let me let me confess something. Um confess. I watched the four episodes, I think it was a few days ago when we were driving to Pittsburgh because I just got back from vacation. So I watched them in the car while Chris was driving. I had it on the Bluetooth so that he could listen to. And he was, he's so cute. He'll just like raise his hand so that I'll pause it. And then he asks me questions about it and then I'll press play and, you know, I'll try and answer Wait, so them you as best watching this I can. During driving? He was driving. I was not. Were you like in the but back yes. seat watching it on one of those little TVs that like folds down? No, I was just watching it on my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought so he was like chauffeuring you around. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay. Well, he was watching. He was chauffeuring me. But um, I watched the four episodes. They were great. Awesome. And then that's when I texted you to set up a, a meeting on when to do the recording. And then... Yesterday, when we were driving back, I was driving, and he put the show on. He started all over again. Um, and when we okay. got home, we ended up watching all four episodes again. So I've watched wow. them twice. Yes, okay. I've watched them twice. And I have to say, in the first episode, it was kind of confusing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you get the Six of Crows group, which are the people in Ketterdam. Um mm-hmm trying to get this job to f- go and get the sunsetter and it's sun like summoner. oh yeah. sun summoner sunsetter <laughs> the sun summoner the opposite of the sunsetter 
Um, so they're trying to get this job to go to the West Ref- East Ravka and steal the Sun Summoner. But we haven't figured out the Sun Summoner yet. So it's like the people, the Six of Crows gang are in the future. Because that's something that Chris was questioning about. Like, wait, so Alexi, the guy is already captured, but in the East Ravka right now, he's not yet captured. They haven't even attempted to cross the fold yet. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? I didn't, but now that you're saying that, I do recognize that, which um, I could see where it's confusing. And I think that's also just a, you know, a sign of the Six of Crows was post Shadow and Bone, you know, Mm -hmm. like how the books were written. So it's like kind of sewing them together may have slightly, you know, overlapped a little weird, but. Yeah. Having like watched the show twice already I'm picking up on different things and also because Chris is watching it with me the second time around um he's also doing a bunch of questions like well what about this and what about that and um he really enjoyed it did you did you watch it with your Chris no I watched it alone he um yeah (laughs) I so I described him the show and he was like, uh, maybe. And then I, we have a projector in the trailer. So if I'm watching something, everyone is watching something. Um, and he was like, it obviously there's no place to run in a trailer. I was watching the first episode on the projector in the trailer and he, he doesn't do well when it's like a very confusing storyline. And the first episode, like you said, is so confusing. He was like, there's no way I'll understand this. So he just left and did guard work instead. Um, when I watched the rest of it, <laughs> because he was like, that's okay. too much going on. And he also, I think he gets like, um, intimidated when I'm like here with a notebook taking notes and he's like, yeah, there's just no way. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Bridgerton was easier for him to like kind of come in and out of because yeah, there's no, I mean, there's plot. There's definitely plot happening, but it, it's a lot of yes. sexy in scenes. Shadow and Bone, there's, al- there's already like three things going on, at least that we, that we know. And it's the first one is Alina doing the training in the little palace. And then the second one is the Six of Crows doing their heist or getting ready for their heist. And then the third one that's kind of like a side story is Nina, the yeah. heart render who gets mm-hmm. trapped um, by the... She gets kidnapped. She gets kidnapped by the people that are prosecuting witches. Um, mm-hmm. And she's in this boat. And at the moment, up to these four episodes, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen to her. I feel like she's going to fall in love with her trapped her person. Uh, you uh, almost felt like that vibe was happening when he like came down to offer her food, but then she took a bite and spit it at him. And I was like, good for fucking you. I mean, yeah, this guy's an asshole. Um, oh gosh. What was I going to say? The, so the first storyline, oh, first storyline, Alina, obviously little orphan girl finds out she's magic. If you say science. it like that, it sounds like Harry Potter, but it's yeah. science. Okay. So it's science. My only qualm with the show so far was the training montage. Like, 
lack thereof. And that's yeah, there my wasn't only anything. qualm. Mm-hmm. Like she finds out she's a sun summoner and then like they give her a bath and it's awkward and weird. And then she goes to, um, you know, her teach her instructor's house that lives in a cave hole and she just refuses. Which she was in Harry Potter, by the way. She was. <laughs> um, she refuses to like train her until Alina like believes herself. And then Alina really doesn't like move forward with like her training until she lets go of her attachment to Mal. And um, so it's really sad that she doesn't accept her her status and also be able to like still have her connection with Mal. Like she, mm-hmm. she asked for, um, her scar. That's her like reminder of home, her reminder of, you know, the time that she, she cut herself on her hand. So she wouldn't have to do the test when she was, you know, young, because everyone in, when they're young is tested to see if they're, you know, they have this ability. And I guess if you're already previously um injured they don't do the test or it doesn't work or something like that so she it doesn't work yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, then remained in the orphanage with mal and you know that's a really i like the the backstory between her and mal and how she you know wanted to stay with the only person that she considered to be home to her because she doesn't know Mm -hmm. who her parents are um but then the the training montage just was, just left me a little lackluster because it was just like really nothing. She went to go do the combat hand to hand and just terribly failed at that, and then eventually got enough oomph or oofta to her that she was like, okay, now I can like summon a little light ball in my hands, and then she starts her training. Um, but it just was a little lackluster, you know? I feel yeah. like in this type of story, you need a, a really good buildup. Like all, all these people who are in the the science school have been doing this since they were young, like seven or eight or nine or whenever they get discovered. So they've been harnessing their skills and powers for that long. Mm-hmm. She only realized like, you know, recent, like a, a week or so ago. And they also expect her to be the one to take down the fold, this giant thing. And hopefully we get more like training or something like that. Cause I just feel like, um, she's not learning how to like <laughs> harness yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this thing. The only time she's really had a big, um, burst of this energy has either, you know, for a guy, which happens in your love triangle stories, but it's when, you know, a uh, general Kurgan is like helping her amplifies her amplifying her or when mm-hmm. mal was in danger and and she you know kind of got everyone out something of that i thought was kind of cheesy was when so they're trying to there's like in the very first episode they're trying to cross the fold to go to west ravka to get supplies for the army in east ravka um and then the light goes out somebody starts a fire on accident and so all of these Volcra creatures are killing and taking these um, soldiers away. Mm-hmm. And she, Mal gets hurt. She goes to him. And then all of a sudden she realizes that like she's getting taken away by a Volcra also. She freaks out like anybody would. And her power sh- is shown. 
you know, like she, like, like you said, her light comes out and I didn't like the way they showed her light, like her face glowing. Mm -hmm. So weird. I I don't know. I didn't like that part. It was, Mm -hmm. it made it look really cheesy. Didn't, don't you think so? Like it was just, her face was a light bulb. (laughs) Yeah, it did look, it looked a little weird. Um, but a it's just one of those things like that type of power. I don't know how else you would really um, represent that on screen, but it, it did look a little weird. One thing about that whole scene though, that I, I like wrote down, I was like, Jesus Christ. So the only reason why she was on <laughs> that, that ship in the first place was because she yes. burned the maps. And I'm like, as a map maker myself, <laughs> Typically, we have copies of these things, especially if they're, like, the most important maps of the whole, like, one, they just wouldn't be in a tent unsupervised if they were the only copies That's of what very Chris important. That's too. Yeah. <laughs> why are they, why are the only copies of this map in an unsupervised tent? Anyways, so I wonder if she felt bad in the books because we don't get like any remorse. She was the only reason why the cartographers were on the ship for that run. Like she did that so she could be there with Mal and she thought she was going to be able to go just herself, but no, they sent the whole cartographer team. So a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of people ended up dying because she burned some maps. And I'm like, I wonder if she felt bad about that because I know the books are written in first person from her point of view, but the show is not. And so we don't really get to see or hear what she's thinking. And I was like, geez, I wonder if she, you know, I wonder if she's like in her brain, oofda, like probably shouldn't have burned the maps and just maybe snuck on to the shit myself or something, you know, put all these people in danger yeah. and some of them die. Um, mm, that was my thing I wrote down about that was a little weird that the maps were just so easily accessible. But anyways, the the ships crossing the fold too, um, I, I love this, like, it's kind of a Western uh, steampunk vibe that I don't think there really has been um, kind of a, a universe built around that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, the ships aren't going through water. It's, like, dry. No desert and they're like (laughs) they're on like snowmobile tracks and then when the six of crows gang goes through the fold they're in like an actual like train that doesn't have full tracks all the way through and Mm -hmm. just kind of the costume is very steampunky I don't know if people remember that but that was also like a tumblr (laughs) um, (laughs) aesthetic of the time so I'm like oh this is just so funny it's really bringing me back um but I love it. And, um, yeah, it's cute. I love, I like the, I like the vibe and I like the, the costumes are really beautiful so far. Like you started watch, you watched the first four episodes before I did. And I texted you asking you if you liked it. And I Mm -hmm. was (laughs) hoping you would because you, you were actually really good this time and didn't give me your opinions which I was I wanted to be like good girl and you texted me and you're like how'd you like it and I was like are is this a test are you are you testing me right now I'm not gonna tell you (laughs) I've been trying Um, really hard because I do get so excited whenever I finish something even just rewatch them like I did (sighs) yeah well I Um, I probably will 
before I finished this, this series. Okay. So was it hard for you to not hit next episode? Because you, you've been done with them for like about a week. Um, yes and no. Like at the end of the fourth episode, where we were left off was she still hasn't like fully harnessed her power. Mm-hmm. Um, the six of crows are like still trying to figure out how they are going to pull the, off this heist. And they just got, um, introduced into their way into the little palace. They're going to, um, they are going to pretend to be, well, they're going to be part of this like carnival thing. That's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. to get in and that's how they're, that's their in. So was it a cliffhangery thing? Not super, not big time because it was just like, I stopped in the middle of a season, but I am intrigued. I'm obviously like super excited to watch it, but, and I think we already touched on this. It's a very like layered story. Mm-hmm. I probably have to start over at one and watch all the way through because I'm just like, what the hell is going on? There's so many characters, so many people. Something else that you forgot to mention um, was Mal went out hunting for the deer, the magical mm. stag, yeah. um, which I don't know how that stag has his head held high when it's like all of these antlers look super heavy on his head. Um so in the fourth episode, they him and like his two friends, which rem- remind me of Crab and Goyle, because their banter is just like, you know, um, they mm-hmm. go out to go find the stag and they get attacked um, and he gets shot. But we yes. we find out that he survives. So I'm wondering, like, is Mal really just a normal human or does he have some sort of Grisha powers too because like he got like we noticed that he got shot you would think because we can tell he cares very deeply for Elena we're not like supposed to know if he loves her or not right now you would think that he's been trying to get to the little palace to to see her you know he would show his powers so he could go to the school to be a Grisha but what if he doesn't know what if it's like Alina and he doesn't know? I don't um, know. Good point. What's holding them back that now to get tested now? Just get tested now. Your your girl's there. We know she is. Um, yes, I I do like this deer situation. Um, I made a mm-hmm. meme about it. And oh, did you? I did. You saw it. I put it on our Twitter. Um, oh. So I don't know if you ever watched this anime, Princess Mononoke. Did you ever see it? No. Okay, but you saw I'm my not meme, an anime right? person. No, I'm <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Okay, okay. Um, so in Princess Mononoke, there's this spirit of the forest, and it is this weird looking humanoid face deer with oh, giant antlers. Yeah. And um just a lot of like interesting tidbits about that story that also kind of give me the vibes of this story too, because, um, you know, they're (laughs) hunting that deer in it too. Anyways, my meme, go look at it. I put it on Twitter and we'll put it on Instagram eventually, but (laughs) it's just like the, the you versus the gosh told you not to worry about. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love it. 
Anyways, that's a good movie. Princess Mononoke. Uh, you don't have to like anime to like that movie. It's, it's a very beautiful movie. Anywho. <laughs> um, so hilarious. we got an uh, author cameo in the, in the, in the Did show. We? I, yes. These are my favorite things. Easter eggs. Um, you know, you know, you, we, when you're watching Twilight and you see Stephanie Meyer in the cafe. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh my God. She wrote this. And story. at the wedding She's at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think those are so freaking cute. And we got one this time and I thought it was very touching because it was, um, in the, in the palace, you know, when she has her power shown for the King and then the, the other students or Grisha are like coming up and giving her hugs. And after that one nasty girl hugs her and is like, you stink. Like, I don't know what she of said. The orphanage, yeah. Yeah, you stick with the orphanage. Um, the author hugs her. And I thought that was really cute because like the author gets to like actually hug like something that she created. Like created. She created this, yeah. She created this person. And it was just, I thought it was sweet. She was like, oh, that's a that's cute, cute cameo. It was cute mm-hmm. cameo. I'll have to go back and look at it because I didn't know that the author was in it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Do we want to do predictions? Because I love doing predictions. This time I'm going to write them down and actually put them up for next week's episode so that we remember what the heck we talked about. Because some of our predictions have been totally off base. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay. I would love for us to make predictions on who in the love triangle she's going to end up with because that is obviously a storyline that's going to happen she's going to end up with one of these duders it kind it's kind of like um the this love triangle reminds me of game of thrones not game of thrones sorry uh the hunger games mm-hmm. yes with because you could you could very much see her with either one um one is like the strong you know, protector type. And what is like this newer person who came in? Um, I'm going to go ahead and make the prediction that she stays with Mal. And when he eventually does come back, she's going to be bummed out that she got rid of her little scar. Um, that's my prediction. He's going to get that stag head with all those antlers that, you know, if he, if that stag fought with another deer, it'd be tangled. Um, okay. I also hope that she ends up with Mal because in the Hunger Games, you wanted, um, what's her name? Katniss to end up with, um, what's the guy's name? Yeah. Not, not PETA. Not PETA. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously we have to rewatch this again. I, yeah, I mean, I have the series, the, the trilogy, I, yeah. like, sitting in my storage unit, so you, and I do love you that. You want Katniss to end up with her childhood friend that she grew up with. I forgot his name. Um, yeah, But she ends up with Peta. So hopefully this is a little bit different, because I want Alina to end up with Mal and not with General Kerrigan. General Kerrigan can go brood by himself somewhere in a corner. He is very broody. He is. With all that hair gel. I don't know. Um, Um, Okay. So should we make some predictions about the Six of Crows gang? Yes. Go ahead. I was going to ask a question, but you go ahead first. 
What's your prediction? Six of crows. I think there's going to be something that happens, you know, because Inej is trying mm-hmm. to get her freedom. She's trying to like, mm-hmm. they don't fully explain it in the show. Um, but I guess Up she to needs, these four episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So far, they haven't really d- described it. I think she's going to leave the Six of Crows gang to try to secure her personal freedom. Um, and I think something something big is going to happen with her. I hope we get more um, Milo the goat, too. I hope we get more Jesper. I do, too. He's cute. He's a cutie. Yeah, he is. Um, okay. Six of Crows. I think they're going to end up getting into the palace. Um, I highly doubt they will steal and kidnap the Sun Summoner. But they will probably, Jesper might fall in love with somebody in the little palace. Okay. Are we, are we talking um, like the, the girl, I'm so bad with names with all these extra side characters, but the girl who like has been coming into Taylor? Alina. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Taylor. Sure. Yes. We'll go with that. Falls She's in cute. Love I like her hair. Yeah, she is. Her eyes are huge. Um, I know. <laughs> but so they're really beautiful. <laughs> prediction. For the rest of the season, do you think, I'm not, I mean, I haven't Googled it. I haven't done anything because I don't like the spoilers. Do you think that they will get rid of the fold in the season? And the only reason I'm kind of like cautious about saying yes um, is because, or saying no either way, is because in Bridgerton, we predicted that they would keep Lady Whistledown's identity a secret throughout the whole series until the end. And it just, it was there. They gave it us the. See, here's the thing, thing though. Bridgerton had been already approved for their second season. So they needed some other juicy thing to happen for season two. Whereas Shadow and Bone has not yet been approved. As of today, has not yet been goad for a second season. You're okay. checking my work. I am. I looked that up. Okay. I looked that up <laughs> before we started recording. So I, that, they want it to be a second season, but I don't think there's been any confirmation. So that being said, I think the fold is going to be unfolded in this season. Unfolded. <laughs> it will be unfolded. Um, And then something new. There's going to be a new fiasco for everyone to uh deal with for the second season which i hope they do a second season because this is really fun and if they do a second season that will give me time to read the series so i can read the oh series. okay 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 read it. um yeah you know i'm kind of with you i think that they will take the full down take the full down um and I'm wondering if this will, I guess the second season will be different, like we'll have a different main character because, you know, in, that's what they did in Bridgerton. They, the main character won't be the people that we had. It's going to be somebody's brother. It's going to switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's going to switch, which I'd never seen a show do something like that usually you just follow the main character throughout the entire series sure at least not that i can remember um 
So yes, I think they will take the fold down. And then maybe season two will be a continuation of the war between the North and the South. Okay. These are good. These are good predictions. I'm, I am excited because so far, obviously we're not going to rate it right now because we don't rate things in the middle. Um, I really like this so far and I'm just like really bummed. I didn't read it back in the day when I saw it and I was like, Oh, it looks kind of cool. I should give it a shot. Which Um, one would you read first? If you were reading it, which one would you shadow and bone or the six of crows? Yeah, I, I I'd start the way it was supposed to be shadow and bone go to six of crows next. Um, but I do, I, the duality, like the, the two storylines happening in the show, I'm just like so appreciative of because you can get kind of bored with just following, um, Alina. Yes. I agree. Um, especially if they're not going to give her any like neat montage of training. Jesus. Maybe we'll get something towards the end. Maybe they um, yeah, hopefully we had we to do. have her struggle. We had to have her struggle in the beginning. And now in season in the episode four, she like is able to create her stuff right mm-hmm. away. And so now it's gonna be like, oh, I'm on it. I'm on a roll. Let's like doom 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 passing all of my tests or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully yeah. we get something better because I agree it wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, one thing though, once the show, once we are done with the first season, I know this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to look up the behind the scenes and bloopers because so many scenes are taking place around this fold. And I know it's just a giant green, like, (laughs) it's just like a big green blanket. And so they all have to look at this big green blanket, like, And I think that would be hilarious. You know, I mean, I love watching behind the scenes. Twilight was obviously like way more fun to watch behind the scenes than uh, (laughs) Hunger Games because of the running, (laughs) you know, where they're like running on treadmills, but the treadmills are moving and you're like, it's pretty funny. So I think this would also make some like grade A super cheese behind the scenes um, how it's made kind of things. So there you have it. That's what I'll be doing after, after we're done with this season. So now we're going to move on mm-hmm. to a series we like to call Guess With. with Jess. Jess. <laughs> we're still working on that. Um, okay. <laughs> Again, I was like, ooh, this will be a fun one. Right. And then um, I find out you're too in the loop because you literally posted my guest with Jess on a story to our Instagram. But for the listener, I will go through it. I'm always in the loop. I know. It's so hard to do a good guess with Jess for you. That's why we should just stick with bad reviews. Um, because you literally know everything that's happening. And that's just so difficult to surprise you. Anywho. <laughs> so this book we covered early on <laughs> in our, we covered this one early on in the podcast and we did know at the time that it was going to become a movie the movie just wrapped up the first week of filming <laughs> first week of filming in the books um do you, do you know what it is already 
I did. I do. I do. Um, it is. I did. I do. I did. I did. I do. Um, it is called Where the Crawdads Sing. Yes. And I posted it on our Instagram earlier today. I think it was earlier today. Yeah, it was earlier today. Um, it was today because I found it. I saw it last night, the post, and I was like, ooh, that'll be a good guess with Jess because we cover that on the podcast. And I was like, I don't think she's seen it yet because she hasn't posted it to the Instagram yet. And then I woke up this morning. Obviously, we're on different time zones. And I looked at the stories. So I was like, fart. She already saw it. <laughs> Gosh darn it. And then I didn't have enough time to find another one. So there you have it. Yes. First week of filming is completed on the Where the Crawdads Sing film. So I'm cool. very, very, very excited about it. Um, By the time this episode comes out, the story would have, will have erased by, by then. Um, But that was our second episode that we did ever. And that was when we were still a little, a little awkward in front of the, in front of the mic. Had a little stage fright still, and didn't know what we were doing. But we, we still. I don't feel know like what we're now, doing. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like now we're a little bit better on the mic. Um, we mm-hmm. run a little smoother. My editing skills have gotten Your editing better. is better. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really funny. I've got like a couple in real life friends who listen, and they you know, they'll chat with me like, oh, wow, the difference between like the first couple episodes and now is like very stark. And I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's and, just, and now, you know, now we do these sober do. sometimes. Uh, sober as a, I don't know, something <laughs> right now. But yeah. today is, uh, today is the Derby. So happy Derby. Actually, this will yes. come out after the Derby. But happy Derby to everyone down there in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, yep. It'll be fun. Watching from home. Okay. That's what we're um, doing. So I made deviled eggs. I'm so excited to nice. see them. Um, so that was a, that's a wrap for this episode. Next week is very exciting because we are going to have a shadow and bone what I say expert, what we call an expert on the show. I would say um, she's her a name is Isabel. Subject matter expert. Yes. Yes. She's a SME. Um, <laughs> her name is Isabel and you can find her on Instagram at ISA underscore shelf, Isa underscore shelf. Um, she's been posting about Shadow and Bone and coming out and like watching it. And I think she's watched it a few times and she's read the books. Um, so we thought why not have her on the show so we can talk to her about it and ask her questions. Right. Yeah. Because we, I do feel her expectations. (laughs) I feel like a poser here because we didn't read the books and I'm like, this is actually one of those cases where I'm like, I should have read the books before watching this. So I could have more of an opinion. Um, but from what I see on Instagram, I try not to read too much. It seems like everyone Uh was a big fan of the books is also still a big fan of the show. So that's that's always good. You know, it's good to hear. And some of the actors yeah. were actually fans of the books. Jesper, he I saw an interview where he was like, Oh yeah, I read the books. It was they were great. Um, Kaz, he also said he was a big fan, the actor who plays Kaz. He said he was a big fan of the books too. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Yeah. You know? So come back next What's week up? to yeah. 
to listen to that discussion. Yeah, I'm very excited. So don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on all of the socials at Out of Five Stars. That's Outa with two T's. Until next time, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.